You listening? But do you hear me though? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Elaine Podcast. I am your host, the one and the only Amisha. Today's topic of the day is Black History Special Part 2. So to start our conversation off today, I want to talk about lynching. And so to start this conversation, I want to tell you the definition of what lynching is. So lynch, the verb, okay, of a mob, kill someone, especially by hanging for an alleged offense with or without a legal trial. Okay? That's what the word lynch means. So, I know everyone knows what lynching is. Everyone knows what a lynch is, okay? So, I started to really learn about lynching when I got into college and I started studying African American studies and um taking African American courses. And so, Once I started to dive more into that, it really spoke more volumes to me and it kind of like really made me sit back and think and be grateful for how we are treated and how things are today. Because I couldn't imagine walking outside of my home And seeing another black person hanging by their neck or by their ankles at at the street pole or at any, you know, any, any pole, anything, just a black person hanging, period, no matter where it is. It's just, just the thought of that. Like that was something that people saw regularly. And it's like, when you look at the pictures that were taken at these lynchings, it's disturbing because it's just like huge groups of white people standing there taking a picture after they've hung innocent black people. And it's just, it's just irks me and it's like if you look at the faces in these pictures some of them are smiling some of them look confused some of them look angry and upset it's just so many different emotions and so many different things going on in that one photograph that and it's multiple photographs multiple instances and It's just crazy to me how they used to have lynching like there were shows like this is an event that people come out and watch and cheer on and things. It's just crazy to me 
is just so freaking crazy to me. And it's like just sitting here thinking about it, it really makes me emotional. And I'm I'm just at a loss for words when it comes to talking about this topic. But because it is Black History Month, I felt like I could not go without bringing this to the forefront and really getting people to start diving in and learning about our history. And I just feel like it's just something that in high school, in middle school, and elementary school, it's just something that's not really talked about. And it's like, even when they did mention it, it was a mention. It's like, literally, it said it in the history books, but it didn't spend a whole chapter, chapters on the topic. And teachers didn't really talk about it and really stress the issue. You see what I'm saying? Like, they just, you know, I was like, yeah, boom, boom, this was going on. All right, next, next unit, it's going to talk about something else. The curriculum, the curriculum, the curriculum, <laughs> I can't talk. The curriculum does not include teachings about events like this. And I just feel like, especially in areas where there are a high volume of african-american students they definitely need to learn about this they definitely need to understand that they have a target on their back and i also feel like it should be you know taught in every school system across the board because everybody black white asian chinese Hispanic, Latina, like everybody needs to know about this history. Everyone needs to know what was going on. And so I did a little research and um, according to AJC, on January 25th, 1946, a Walton County mob lynched four local black citizens. Dorothy Dorsey Malcolm, George Dorsey, May Murray Dorsey, and Roger Malcolm. This lynching is known as the Moore's Ford Bridge lynching. Um, and they were lynched at the Moore's Ford Bridge that spans over the Appalachian River. So you can go on AJC and look it up and do your own research about this lynching that happened in Georgia. But um, I just wanted everyone to know a little bit about what's been going on around us. And the fact that this happened here and it's so many stories, it's, it's just so many stories. And this is just one of many stories. And I wanted to make sure I remember to bring up to talk about 
I was reading this article for my class and a video had came up and it was talking about, it was about this man. I cannot remember his name. I need to look it up right quick and see what his name is. But he survived a lynching. He was about to get lynched. I think he said he was around 19 years old and he survived it and He's living his life and creating art and all that great stuff. And it's just amazing to me. And it brought me to tears to see his story and how he's talking about he got PTSD from all the the things like picking cotton and stuff that he had to go through during that time. And it's like now it's affecting him to the point where it's like he can't sleep and when he does sleep he can't sleep next to his wife because he might you know start fighting in his sleep and end up actually knocking knocking her out and all of that and it's just just because you guys should check it out it's on um the new york times i believe if if it's not on the new york times it's on the new york let me see because I, I want to give y'all the right information. I don't just want. Yes. So, The New Yorker. Yes. Go on, the, go on The New Yorker and look up Surviving a Lynching. And y'all watch the video and hear his story because... It's inspiring. It really is. It's crazy. But anyways, we're going to move on since this is a very touchy topic. Okay. All right. So I was trying to find some good music to um, tell you guys about that you guys can listen to that is a part of our history. And so we have a musician, Robert Johnson. I want you guys to check out two of his songs, Me and the Devil Blues and Crossroad. Check him out. I love his sound and his music just puts me in the mood of like, um, like sitting on the porch, drinking tea type vibe. But yeah, so go check out. Robert Johnson and listen to his music. I love the song to me and the devil blues and crossroad. Okay. So last but not least on our black history special for today, we're going to talk about the people versus OJ Simpson. So for one of my classes, we had to watch the people versus OJ Simpson, the show on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, Go check it out because the OJ story is so crazy. And it's like, I heard about it and I definitely believe that I started watching it on Netflix before, but I never got around to finishing it. And now that I've went back and I've started to watch it and for the purpose of studying it and talking about black issues and stuff like that. So I took some notes because I had to, um, you know, 
get my thoughts together for class and stuff. So I just wanted to come on here and share everything that I noticed and picked up and what I got from the case and everything that's going on. So first of all, we need to talk about how at the very beginning, there were riots, police brutality, and a whole bunch of stuff going on at the very like first scene when it starts. And it just reminds me of like what was going on not too long ago with the riots and with the police brutality. And then it also made me like start thinking about how the people invaded the Capitol and it's like we didn't really see that same type of treatment that we saw in this clip that I'm talking about. And police were literally like beating on people and like really treat mistreating people terribly. And it's just crazy like the difference in the media coverage when it's, you know, the police versus black people and then when it's the police versus white people, it's just it's just crazy. And it's just if it's just just that first opening of how they filmed the people versus OJ just spoke volumes just that just that quick and so like if you know about the story of OJ he was pretty much um accused of killing his ex-wife and her boyfriend and so when the investigators and stuff started trying to figure out what's going on they was hopping over the fence and like being like invent like they weren't following proper protocol and it's just like that's the problem police officers and detectives feel like they can do whatever they want to do and they don't follow proper protocol and do the things the proper way and things like people dying at the hands of the police because of their mistake it's too many instances of things that happen like that and then like I don't want to go too much in detail about what happened or whatever I just want you guys to go watch it and do your research about the people versus OJ case and so pretty much I just wanted to talk about how like when he finally had came home well, not came home because he don't stay there. Well, he stayed at his house. But anyways, anywho, he wasn't there and he came back. And so the police, when they grabbed him, they put him in handcuffs. But when the detective had came, they were, he was like, he was angry at the police officers and was like, take him out of, take OJ out of handcuffs. Like, why are you playing him in handcuffs? And it's like, OJ was giving special treatment because of his celebrity status. He was able to get away with a lot of things like the whole um, being on the highway, trying to run away thing. And it's like, they shut down the whole highway 
and the police officer finally caught up a police officer finally caught up to him while he was on the highway pulled the gun out or whatever and everything but they decided him his the 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 two officers decided not to shoot or decided to, to escalate the situation to the next level because he was like that's OJ I'm not finna do that unless I have orders and it's just crazy how it's like he didn't, you know, just shoot no questions asked because he was OJ. But if it was just any other black male who would have did the same exact thing, it would have been shoot first, ask questions later. And it's just crazy, like, how someone's celebrity status um, determines, you know, how police officers treat you. And I just want you to think about that. Another thing that happened, um, dang, she told me his name, Johnny Cochran. I think that's his name, Johnny Cochran. I hope I'm saying his last name right. He, um, had the talk with his daughters on how to talk to the police. And I feel like as black people, we have to teach our children how to act and how to respond when they're in the presence of the authorities because it's like one wrong thing and it's, that could be your life. And it's crazy to me how we have to start teaching kids at a very young age because it's like they need to know when they're out walking that they need to be aware of their surroundings because anything can happen. And it was just crazy to me how the daughters had to sit there and watch their father be mistreated by the police officer. And it wasn't until after he pulled his information and figured out who he was where he decided that, okay, now I can treat you with a little bit more respect because of how your ID had checked out. And I just felt like that's crazy. And I feel like children should not have to witness that because they will they'll always walk around and be afraid of stuff like that. Oh, yes. So it was another scene that stuck out to me the most when um, I don't know who it was, but it was a group of white people. They were sitting around the table and they had black servers and when the black servers came into the room to i guess bring them their food or whatever they stopped talking and then when they the black servers exited the room that's when they started back their conversation and i just felt like it was that scene just like irked my soul like these white people sitting around a table and they have black servers if that don't say nothing about that time period then i don't know what does because y'all that that scene right there touched touched me a little bit for real because I don't think y'all just un I don't think y'all understand the significance of incorporating that scene into this show. But I'm gonna continue.
I'm not gonna stay on it too too long so um okay last thing I want to talk about the show so Furman he was cleaning a case of metals that had Nazi symbols on them Nazi that people who follow that ideology and they subscribe to Nazism. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I don't want to say something and then it end up coming back to me negatively. But I just want y'all to do y'all research on Nazism because... If you don't know about it, you need to know about it. And that's just how I'm just going to leave it on that. And if y'all want me to come on here and educate y'all a little bit on that, I would do that at a later date. But we talking about black history right now. And I'm not going to put all my energy into that. Okay? Subscribe to the Elaine Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Make sure you search Anisha and the Elaine podcast will come up. Don't forget to give us five stars and leave a review. Let's talk about it. Men double standards. So I feel like there are plenty and a whole bunch of double standards that we just have to accept. And figure out how to maneuver and just adapt to what is. Um, I definitely feel like dudes can just do things differently than women. Like men can cheat and then a woman will forgive them. But if a woman cheats, it's going to be hard for he to, for him to forgive her. Um that's the one that I hear a lot. What is what's another one? What's another double standard? Um like a dude like he can like barely like keep up, you know, per like a dude can like only just get his hair cut a little bit or whatever, make sure he shower and you know, dress decent or whatever. Boom. No problem. But I feel like a woman, like, we got to do so much. Like, we got to get our hair done. We got to get our nails done. We got to get our toes done. Like, dudes don't be getting their toes done. We got to get our toes done. We got to, did I say hair? Hair, eyebrows, lashes. We got to dress a certain type of way that's flattering to our body. We got to do all of that. And if we don't, then we basic, we regular, and, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, keep up with ourselves, we don't carry ourselves like a lady, like, all this other stuff, and it's just crazy to me, what's another thing, like, oh, like, if a dude have sex earlier in age, oh, he the man, oh, he a dog, like, if he, you know, but if a woman, she has sex at an early age. Oh, she fast. Oh, you know, don't hang around her. She, she, um, 
she lose, like, she, she do too much, you know, and a dude, like, he can have sex with a whole bunch of females and whatever, and it's good, he the man, but a woman have sex with a whole bunch of boys, it's like, she a hoe, or she a slut, she ran through, and it's like, that's crazy, it's like, a dude can have sex with, like, two, three, girls two three four girls at once and oh that's cool but a girl has sex with two three four dudes at once oh she getting what is it teabagged or a, a gang rape or whatever whatever it's just like no it's not fair but hey it is what it is. Like, men don't have to go through a period every month. Women have to go through a period every month. Unless you're on birth control or some other medical reason. Like, I don't understand. But anywho, on to the next. Alright, so, someone wanted me to talk about the music that I be listening to. So, I'm going to go to my playlist. I created a playlist. And I'm going to tell y'all some of my songs that I've been listening to that I've been having on repeat. Okay, so Ashanti just dropped a new song, 235, 235, I want you. Yes. Okay, so another one, Forgive Me by Chloe and Hallie. I love Chloe and Hallie, yes. Okay, another one by Black, Know Your Rights, featuring Lil Baby. Okay, what else I got? I got Rico, McMill, featuring Drake. See, what's another one? Oh, yeah, You with Busta Rhymes and Anderson Pock. I'm guessing. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Excuse me if I'm not. Cap by Tink. By Black by Mo 804. Yes. Ooh, girl by the internet. Oof. Yes, that's my song. So that's those songs I'ma say for this episode and then I'ma tell y'all some more songs on my playlist. I'm probably gonna give y'all one more. Okay, one more. Last one. Short of Myself by Cleo Soul. Alright. So that's some music. If you haven't heard any of those songs, check those songs out. I need some music suggestions. So bring them here, bring them here, bring them here. And then someone said he wanted to talk about how beautiful I am. And I just want to say, oh, that is so freaking sweet that you told me that I'm beautiful. I really, really appreciate it. Visit www.theelanebrand.com. Shop our store. We have bundles, wigs, and lashes. If you need to contact customer service, email shop at theelanebrand.com. All right, let's take a quick trip down memory lane. I got stood up, y'all. And so I was having a little bit of trouble thinking of a story that I could tell for this segment of the show, but... I remembered. So what happened was, 
what had happened was. So I told this dude to meet me at Finn and Feathers. If you haven't been to Finn and Feathers, if you haven't been to Finn and Feathers, I suggest you go check it out. Um, it's a, you know, nice little chill spot, somewhere you could go get some good food, hookah, drinks, and all that good stuff. Nice vibe, good DJ. Um, they have an Atlanta location and they have a Douglasville location. I don't know if they have another location, but I've been to the Atlanta location and the Douglasville location, and they're both pretty cool. Um, the Douglasville location is definitely a little bit bigger then the Atlanta location, the Douglas location definitely has better parking, more parking. And the Atlanta location parking is, man, you gonna, you, you got to find you some parking. It's Atlanta. Like, that's just what it is. But um, still good food, good vibe. Um, yeah, the food is amazing. I had, the first time I went in Douglasville, I had the salmon with the mashed potatoes and asparagus, and I had a hookah, and I had we had drinks. The second time I went in Atlanta, I just had the wings, and I had hookah, and I had something to drink. Yeah, that's what happened. I wanted to order the salmon to go, but I was so irritated that the dude had stood me up. I had just ate my wings, and I had left. Because I was mad that I had sat there and ate through that whole thing and smoked that hookah and drank my whole drink and he wasn't replying to my text messages. So I just finished eating my stuff and I left. Because one, I don't like being downtown by myself for a long period of time, especially not at nighttime. I'd rather be with like a group of people or be with, you know, a male so I could feel a little bit safe. But, yeah, he was, like, texting me all the way up to the point where I got there. And then I was like, well, I'm here. Let me know um, how far you are. I'm going to, like, try to get a table and all this other stuff. So I get there, and I'm like, I'm here, whatever. That was when I was parking. And then when I finally went on the inside, because it was, like, a whole bunch of men outside where the parking was at. And they were trying to holler at me. And I was just like, it was just too much. So I just stayed in my car for a little bit because I didn't feel comfortable getting out of my car. And so I finally get out of the car, go inside, sit down. And I sat at the bar. And, you know, I had a good time by myself. But it was just like, dang, like, you was texting me all the way up to the point where I got there. And then all of a sudden... You disappear, and then when I got home, I was like, "What happened with you?" Da 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 da. It's this whole big old story about something had happened, and I was just like, "Wow, great! This I guess there's a first for everything." But yeah, so that was the time I got stood up. Let me know about your stories about times that you've got stood up, some times where you stood someone up. Let me know, cause. I'm not going to lie, it didn't really hurt my feelings or nothing, but I was just shocked that, you know, somebody would do that. And you all you, you could have just, my thing was you could have just said, oh, I'm not coming. You could have said something and then like texting me like a couple hours later, like nothing happened. But 
it is what it is. Call 678-460-6706. You can have a conversation with me about anything you want. You could promote your business, shout out your friend or family member, or ask for advice. Ask Misha. Question number one. What is your favorite position? So... My personal favorite position, I would have to say, I definitely like doggy style and missionary. And I'm recently liking when I'm on top. So, but I, if I had to rank them um, in order, I would say missionary first, from the back second, and... um riding on top be number three yes and so i asked y'all on instagram as well and someone said from the side or missionary and then someone else said doggy style so it's looking like missionary and doggy style are winning here all right last question when do you think is right to have a baby what age so, in my opinion, I feel like if you're having sex and you end up getting pregnant, you know, you end up getting pregnant. And I feel like it's up to you to figure out if it's the right time for you to have a baby or not. Or, you know, maybe, you know, you're a little bit older and you're trying to figure out which, what kind of move you want to make and you want to plan things out or whatever. Um, I just feel like whenever you're, you're ready and then, and I just feel like you can't really put no age on it. I just definitely feel like if you are someone who definitely knows that they want to have children, then you have to really think about it because as a woman, for me, I definitely have been thinking about it. And it's like 35 is around that age where it's like if you want to have kids, your window is closing. So it's like if by 30 you don't have kids yet, you're not in a serious relationship, but you know you definitely want to be a parent, then you know you need to take the proper steps and precautions like freezing your eggs and all that good stuff. And that's something that I started thinking about and you know, learning a little bit about just in case, because I do know that I do want to be a mother, regardless if I'm, you know, able to have that traditional um, marriage and have kids or, you know, be in a relationship, have kids type of situation. Who knows, you know? So I just want to know my options and make sure I'm prepared regardless of whatever happens so I feel like it's whatever age you feel like is right for you and I just feel like you know if something you're having sex and end up happening that you're pregnant and you know you may not feel like you're ready um that's a choice that you're gonna have to make whether or not you feel like it's the right time to have a baby or not and that's between you and the other person in the situation and I feel like you know it takes two to make a baby so 
those two people need to come together and make a, you know, decision. And um, if the father decides not to be in the child's life, but the mother wants to keep the baby, then the mother needs to decide what decisions um, she needs to make. Because now that she knows that the father doesn't want to be involved, then now she has to make a decision whether she going to, you know, do it on her own or what. So I feel like it's just it's just a lot of different things. And I just feel like having a child is a huge, huge responsibility. And if you just don't think that you're ready for that, then that's just not something that you're ready for. So I don't know, but ideally I would love to you know have my first child before the age of 30 if possible but um if not not but it is what it is so that's the end for today's podcast thank you for tuning in to another episode of the elaine podcast like i said at the beginning i am your host the one and the only amisha And I will see you guys in the next podcast.